What's going on, everybody? We're back after Jerry. <laughs> after a Jerry. little bit of a short hiatus, the Questionable for Sunday podcast is back for its last episode of the season. I uh, just want to start off wishing everybody a happy new year. Hope your 2020s go as terrible as your 2019 did. Uh, but we finished our fantasy football season. The 2019 EEIG season is over. As always, I'm joined by the commission. Connor, what's going on, man? How you doing, Eric? It's uh, it's sad, man. It's the last questionable for Sunday podcast of the fantasy year. I think it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for hosting and uh, doing a good job. Um, it was a great year. It was one of our bests, I think. Uh, I had a really fun time, and it just sucks. Like, dude, for Sean Penny didn't tear his ACL on the first catch yeah, that right, he had. Right, okay. I would have won the championship. I, I outscored everyone in the semifinals and the finals. So. It's. I feel like the championship was also mine as well. Yeah, it was, it was a great season. I, I I gotta agree. I think it was the greatest season in EIG history, and we're only going up from here, uh, moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, but it was it was a great season, the 2019 season. Uh, it was also great catching up with everyone um, before the new year there over at Art Marble. That's uh, good for our, for our league meetup. A great time. Uh, yeah, from what I remember, I had a fun time. And you know, Connor. Uh, my my night ended uh, back in Everett at the at the at the Taco Bell drive through, with <laughs> nice. uh, with one of our league members Eric Hovey hanging out the side of my car, <laughs> puking in the drive through <laughs> as we waited for our Taco Bell order. So you know, you said it was a good night from what you remembered. It was obviously a good a good night for Hovey yeah, too. Hovey uh, bought dude the moment Hovey bought shots. I was, I was just – blows me away. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I do not remember getting back to my Airbnb. That's how bad it was. And I was there with my buddy Chris, and he has like – I saw it all on Snapchat the next day. I was just bumbling around. I knocked over like the coffee table, and I like I was outside. Like I don't know, man. It was it was a mess, but it was an awesome time. And I got to meet uh, McCory. I'd never met McCory before. Yeah, it was good. Most, a lot of members of the league showing up, uh, hanging out at Art Marble. It was a good time shooting some pool. And uh, watching the games. And that's a great place too, man. That's a good recommendation. I felt like a Seattle hipster being there. Yeah, for sure. I have to do do a similar thing next year. Uh, if I'm sure you'll be in town again at some point during the season. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have, have to go to down to Vancouver, go to Three Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, the league will have to travel uh, and to your stomping grounds to uh, go back to listen to some loud music and uh, not be able to hear each other talk. Uh, but enough of uh, you know. That let's get into our recaps of the championship week. We had three games uh, with significance going on, and uh, as many of you know, the, as from the preview music, uh, Jerry took home the title, his first championship. Good job, Jerry. Jerry caps off well a dominating season with 119.9 to 102.5 victory uh, over myself, as I take second place for the fourth time and second year in a row. So I guess it's continuing the norm for me, going second place back to back years. Uh, for Jerry, it was Lamar Jackson once again with a big day for his team. And a little bit of surprise, Colts D uh, with a monster performance with 30 points. It's actually his leading scorer, Lamar Jackson with 29.7. Colts D takes two punts for touchdowns. Naheem Hines with two punt return touchdowns to lead the way for Colts defense. That's... I actually, I think I heard this during the game. It was the first time a team had taken two punts for touchdowns in the same game in seven years. So, yeah, you don't see that often very much anymore. Yeah, you don't really see punt return touchdowns very often. So Naheem Hines um, provides Jerry with a huge boost because besides that, a lot of disappointing performances for his guys. 
Uh, Cooper Cup catches a touchdown. He gets 11.1. DeAndre Washington with Josh Jacobs out gets 17.6. Those were the only those four were the only four in double figures for Jerry. But obviously getting 30 points from your defense and 30 from Jackson, pretty big boost. Uh, for my team, uh, some disappointing performances from DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. They combined for just three points. And you traded for Adam Thielen as like, you know, hey, I'm going to get to the playoffs. And I'm going to play him in those games that matter. And, I mean, he kind of fell flat. Yeah, he played in two games. In the semifinals, he scored me 4.5 points. In the, in the finals, he scored me .2. One carry for two yards. you got to stop trading away, man. You trade away all your good players. All of a sudden, you trade away Robert Woods. He starts going off. I mean, Yeah, and some big performances on my bench. You know, Damian Williams, 16.7 points. Michael Gallup, 12.3. John Brown, 12.1. So, um, some opportunity missed potentially on the bench there. Devontae Parker was my leading scorer. 19.6 points Car- uh, Carson Wentz 18.8 Travis Kelsey 17.4 but ultimately my team falls short uh, only 102.5 points not enough to get it done and Jerry uh, takes on his first, his first title and uh, a very deserving title I gotta say he obviously dominated the regular season finished as number one seed led the league in scoring and second uh, year in a row he led second the league year in a row and then continued it in the championship I gotta give big ups to Jerry on a great season. Yeah, Jerry, I think is uh, and he actually won the best drafter award last year because uh, his team was so good. And I would argue he should probably win it again this year. I mean, the guy just—I don't know what he's doing in September, but he is just zoned in and ready to roll. And he chooses these great teams and just kind of rides them out. And I'm happy that he won because his team was by far the best. And uh, he's a solid uh, fantasy football manager, and he deserves the W. Yeah, great season for Jerry. Got to give him props. Um, unfortunately, it had to come to my demise, finishing in second. But uh, moving, moving, moving on, and looking for bigger, better well, things hey, next year. Hoping to turn second, that second place you know? into a first. You know, you got Buffalo Bills. You got Utah Jazz. I mean, there's a lot of really good second place teams out there, Eric. Exactly. Just put 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 uh put me as a fantasy football owner in that list. Start adding it. Uh, but moving on to our other game here, the third place game. Our final game with some money on the line. That was Hovey taking on McCory, and Hovey wins. This was a low-scoring one, but Hovey ekes it out, 92 to 88.3. For Hovey, it was Mike Tom- the usual Mike Thomas with a big effort, and uh, a tight end pickup, Mike Kosicki, with 23.2 points, Thomas with 25.6. Uh, his only other player in double figures was Jameis Winston in 11, with 11, but those two performances from Thomas and Kosicki enough to carry him to third place and a hundred dollar prize uh for mccory um you know he had multiple guys in double figures let's see here one two three four five six guys in double figures but um some stinker performances uh out of dj moore with 0.6 points james connor with only 3.2 uh, and ultimately he falls flat jimmy garofalo only 10.3 points at the quarterback spot um as he finishes in fourth place and yeah, I will say it is nice to see Juju Smith-Schuster get third place, though. You know, that is nice. For yeah, he was, he was part of a, you know, a placing squad this year. True. And in our final game with significance, we'll the a most lot important of, game. A lot of eyes on it, the toilet bowl. That was Curtis taking on Tristan, and Curtis, his team, was absolutely dominant this week. He was the highest scoring team of the week in the toilet bowl, kind of surprising. But he scores 165.5 points. <laughs> his to, quarterback only scored 10. To Tristan's 108.3. Second like one Barkley had a day. Actually, Connor, you were the highest scoring team last week. I'm sorry, by 0.2 points. So that's true. That's true. That's but, just some great math. Oh, that's some Erickson math right there. We need <laughs> someone to double check that. But uh, Curtis Saquon Barkley with a huge performance, 41.9 points. And uh, then you got Miles Sanders and Mark Andrews with 24.1 and 24.3 points. 
Melvin Gordon with 19.7. So some big performances all the way around. All of Curse's skill positions finished in double figures. Um, so a big scoring day for him there. For Tristan, Devonta Freeman got him 29.2 and Jared Cook 21.9. But his only under double-digit score was his quarterback, Matty Ice, with 15.8. Everyone else finishing uh, with lackluster efforts there, including the big free agent pickup, Mike Boone, only 3.8 points there. Which is unfortunate because the week before that, Mike Boone had 17.6, and the week after he had 23. Yeah, big... I think a lot of people played Mike Boone in that last fantasy week and were disappointed. Yep, so Tristan uh, falls flat. He is the last place finisher, so he has to take on the last place punishment. And with some input from our league champion, Jerry, we have decided on Tristan's last place punishment. All right, the moment you've been waiting for, Tristan's last place punishment is he has to create a rap song and music video on the EEIG and the 2019 season, he will have to post that video to YouTube. And the video, or the song and video, must be a minimum two minutes in length. So, Tristan, you have until the next season starts to complete your last place punishment. Good luck. I'm looking forward to this. You know, we've mentioned, you know, Tristan's creative prowess multiple times on the pod. So, you know, I expect some good things out of him for his last place punishment. He's got a strong voice. I feel like he could definitely make a decent rap song. Connor, uh, as the only host on this podcast who's finished in last place, uh, can you provide some insight or maybe some tips or pointers to Tristan as he now prepares to complete his last place punishment? Yeah. uh, Hey, Tristan, I know you're listening. I'm so sorry about your season. Um, But hey, if you ever need a a shoulder to cry on, I will offer you my shoulder because I've been in your position. Look, one thing you got to understand is that obviously the first feeling that you're going to have is, you know, anger. Wow, I can't believe I'm doing this goddamn punishment. This is so goddamn lame. What the hell? I'm an adult. I pay taxes. What am I doing with my life? But you know what? Let that let that anger flow through you for a little bit and then wash it away. And then what you got to do is you got to embrace your new role as a rap artist for the EEIG team because we need a rap artists to defend our honor and to you know obviously advertise the league to the masses and you are uh, our chosen uh rap star one other thing i want to add is that if you are really getting angry and are if you are really upset with being in last place what i recommend doing is waiting until the last possible second to do your punishment therefore people will start bitching and moaning at you and to me that happened to me last year and i got a little of enjoyment out of it so if you want to wait until maybe the you know second of september to actually post that on youtube by all means take your time perfect your craft at the very end of the day the only thing that's going to matter is people are going to look on that YouTube video as something that you've put together no matter how long ago it was. Just this past weekend, I had people who were asking me about my Connor the Mercurious Magician Instagram. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, God, I I barely had any thought put into that when I made that all together. And now people are reading it, you know, almost a year later. So let me tell you, Tristan, it sucks. Uh, Godspeed. You're going to need all the help you can get. So if you uh, you need anyone to um, hold the camera, give me a call. I'll make the drive up. Or if you need any creative uh, producers, I can, you know, I've been known to make a couple rhymes back in my day. So just let me know. And I think I think you'll do a really good job with it. I'm really looking forward to what you can put out. All right, and that recaps the end of the 2019 season. We have our final payouts here. Uh, I think 
we'll probably end up posting this in the discord if you want to oh, take yeah. a look and by the time you're listening to his podcast hopefully connor has you know pulled out whatever loans he needs to take in order to pay us our prizes for this year yeah i just got the thing with deutsche bank so expect those uh those those uh prizes hitting your venmo accounts by the time you listen so um for most of us it'll be some some kind of a payday uh, and that will be posted in the Discord, so make sure you take a look there to see what you want. Do we want to go over it? At least a couple top ones? Oh, uh, yeah. What, why not? Sure. Uh, number one. Actually, let's start at the bottom, dude. You know, I love to start at the bottom. I love bottoms. All right. In uh, in 12th place with, with cash payouts, um, you know, which makes a lot of sense. He was in the toilet bowl. At a, uh, receiving a striking $0 is Curtis Whittle. Good job, Curtis. You, you you lost the full amount. Good work. <laughs> um, no, in 11th place, uh, someone who I assume would be in the toilet bowl and actually didn't make it didn't make it there. It's Jordan Hazari with six dollars and sixty seven cents. Uh, one of the year long uh, bonuses, the uh, most touchdowns in a game, was scored by three different people. So that twenty dollars was split between three people, or then Jordan would have also had zero dollars. In ninth place. And it tied for ten dollars. Woo, making ten bucks on a hundred dollar investment. That's Chris Smart and Spencer Sonnenberg. Good job, guys. Uh, well done. Uh, to be honest, I think they both made ten dollars last year. I didn't have to do a whole lot of changes to the, this little PowerPoint thing I made. So really thankful for you guys for that. In eighth place, it's me. Twenty dollars, Connor McHugh. Yeah, I made twenty bucks. Yahoo. Uh, really not sure what I'm going to do with it. I'm probably going to go buy some booze at the corner store, maybe hang out outside for a couple days, uh, you know, sleep in a couple, uh, a couple, uh, overpasses. It'll, it'll, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great weekend in seventh place, Tristan Mayer with $46.67. That's a really well done job by Tristan. And then in sixth place, we have Andrew McCory for 50 bucks, uh, making half his buy-in back. Good job, Andrew. In fifth place, we got Ben Hazari with 70 bucks. He made $70, almost made the money back, so close. In fourth place, we have Joe Erickson, although uh, knowing that Joe did a lot of betting um, during the year as well, this number is probably not fully indicative. I know I think uh, he paid me 100 and I paid him 10 on separate side bets. He made 80 bucks. Good job, Joe. In third place, we have Eric Hovey. Third place in the season as well, $140. Good job, Hobie. He's taken down a $40 profit. In second place, we have Eric Erickson, my co-host, $236.67. It's pretty well done for a second-place finish. Uh, you know, Keep up the good work, Eric. Maybe next year you'll win the, the ship. In first place, obviously, the champion of the league, the best-looking guy in the league. It's Jerry. He won $550. Good job, Jerry. So expect those Venmo payouts tonight. I'm not sure where I'll have to, you know, find the money, but I will. Um, I'll have to uh, sell some Bitcoin first. But uh, expect those uh, th- that cash in your wallet by the end of the day. All right. So there you got it. Those are your payouts for this year, and uh, look forward to hopefully winning some more money in 2020. Uh, Connor and I also had some bets that we made throughout the year, so we're going to go over those. Um, early I mean, in the year, if we were the ones we remembered, yeah, the ones we remembered. Early in the year, we had Gio Bernard versus Melvin Gordon, weeks one through sixteen, total points scored. Rough. Melvin Gordon. Why don't we start with, with this one? Why don't we put this one like in the middle? Melvin Gordon finished with one hundred thirty-eight point six points, and Gio Bernard finished with 
53. Now, can I just can I just say when I made this bet, I was betting mostly on the fact that Melvin Gordon would not come back and play before like week eight or nine. So when he came back like what week five, I already knew I was screwed. I just I knew it was over. So rough. Yep, rough one there for you. Our next one was Matt Ryan versus Aaron Rodgers points per game. Uh, Matt Ryan finished with 17.7 points per game. Rodgers just behind him, 17.3. So that's another victory for me there. That's a pretty pretty good bet, man. It's pretty close. Yeah, really close. It, early in the year, was, Ryan was way far ahead. Rodgers had a couple big games. I think he had a 40-point game to kind of even it out. Um, but, yeah, it came down to those last couple games. Rodgers with a couple stinkers, especially in the last week there. Well, plus it's like, you know, you see, you know, you, you make a bet with Eric, you don't even think about it, or just the Ericsons in, in that regard. And all of a sudden you realize, like, I totally thought this was a uh, total points bet, like a couple weeks later. But it's points per game because Rodgers had more points, but since Matt Ryan missed a game, he has higher points per game. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm good for the longest time. Then I realize, oh, yeah, never mind. I just got Ericsoned where they add all this lawyer language and it adds a stipulation points per game instead of total points, like every other bet we had, and I get screwed. So, you know, got to love it. Yep, you know, just got to make smart bets. Uh, speaking of another not-so-smart I need bet. a lawyer to go through these bets before I accept them. That's Our next cool. one after uh, the, the week one recap podcast, we had DJ Chark versus Terry McLaurin total points weeks two through 16. Terry McLaurin finished with 129.8 points during that stretch. DJ Chark, 161.3. So uh, make that 3-0 there on uh, those bets. Yeah, for those of you keeping track at home in favor of Eric. Uh, but uh, you can finally give Connor a victory. After Kenyon Drake was traded to Arizona, we had Kenyon Drake versus David Johnson total points weeks nine through sixteen. Wasn't even close. I didn't even add up the points for this one. Because oh yeah, because you lost. Close. The That's why <laughs> Kenyon Drake absolutely dominated. <laughs> so a nice victory for Connor there. Uh, we also had I don't remember what week it was, but it was a uh, points during that week. DJ Moore versus some other receiver that Connor was hyping up. I think it was Terry McLaurin, but I'm not Might sure. Might have been Cole Beasley. Who knows? Anyways. Connor won the bet, and uh, our most highly uh, watched bet, probably the most uh, commotion and eyes on this on this one. Uh, will Aaron Rodgers come out of the closet? As far as we know, he's still in it. So still I, guess, in the I guess I guess you can mark that as a win for you, Connor. Um, um, I would say it's a push right now. A push, See when the, right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a push until he either comes out of the closet or dies. Yeah, so that one, you know, we'll have to be watching for a while potentially, but we'll make sure to come back on that one each year. Uh, you know, you know, honestly, I thought this was—I thought this was his year. You know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I still got, I still got hope that I'm—I'll be on the winning side on that one. Uh, Connor, I have one more thing here. You know, I didn't put on the show sheet, but uh, you know, last time—it's been a while since we've done a pod, but I don't know if you remember last time uh, we had Curtis on with Tristan, I believe. Yeah, the Toy Bowl preview. Yeah, Toy Bowl preview, and Curtis made this cute little chart of, you know, the recapping uh, the wins, the total wins and loss records. Of, yeah, it just showed who the best the uh, fantasy football managers Since we are moved to 12 teams in 2014. Yeah, I remember that. And so, as you know, as you said, uh, I've argued that, you know, the I argued then and many times on the pod that the bigger showing of skill in fantasy football is... Uh, points, points scored. Usually, if you score more points, then you'll win uh, throughout the season. I mean, look at it this year. Uh, the top three finishers in the league, 
uh, first, second, third were the top three scoring teams. Uh, so I went ahead and looked at the point totals scored since we made it a 12-team league in 2014 and t- took that into an average points per year and ranked those. And uh, I can't remember uh, where I ranked in the wins, maybe in the bottom half of the league. But if you look at the top half in the points scored per year, in first, we got Joe. In second, we got Curtis. In third, we got yours truly. And in fourth, we got Jerry. And uh, I have to go way down this chart until I can find your name, Connor. Uh, You actually are sitting in... Add it up. Use your fingers. (laughs) In eighth place in points scored per year and you only on average you only score six points more per year than chris what do you have to say for yourself yeah i mean that's that's cool that's really nice thanks for putting that together um yeah at the end of the day though it comes down to wins and losses you look at how we (laughs) decide who goes to the playoffs five out of six teams we look about who wins the playoffs i mean it's all about wins i mean we're a bunch of winners the McHugh household. But, you know, I think, once again, Eric, thanks for putting that together. It was really enlightening. So, yeah, you guys tried to disrespect me on the last pod, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to point out there that, um, you know, what what, what these, some of these, this propaganda some of these other people try to spread isn't always, you know, the real roots. You know, not you know Eric, numbers. it's good to know that you can roll with the punches, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely not defensive in the slightest. I appreciate that. But well, we got a big a big uh, segment to get to here, Connor. We got the EIG Awards. So um, everyone's won an award this year. We got an award to hand out to each one of the league owners, all 12 of you. This is what people, I feel like, this is why they're in the league. This yeah, is this is what award they win at the very end of the year. Because that's why I'm in the league. So who, who, where should we start, Connor? Let's start with you, man. All right. You, you can, I don't want to hand out my own awards, so I'll give this one to you. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to hand out you gave yourself this award, Eric. What are you talking about? You don't want to hand it to yourself? You invented an award, and then you gave it to yourself, but you won't actually hand it to yourself on the podcast. All right, that's fine. All right, Eric. Well, hey, you won the congrats on the sex award. That's what Eric came up with because, uh, you know, he's having a baby. Apparently, he thinks that the rest of us are just, you know. At least there's one person virgins. getting laid. Yeah, congrats on At least there's one host on this podcast getting laid. At least one. Laid. That's 11, uh, one out of 12. That's not bad. Um, I also gave – Eric, the Moneyball Award, uh, which is actually his second year in a, a row winning, which is the most acquisitions. This year, Eric had 67 uh, maneuvers, either trades or free agency pickups, um, which is 12 more than last year. So uh, the league as the whole is trending towards more acquisitions, which is kind of nice. I don't know that. Mostly, mostly just me just being a fantasy addict, just always trying to tinker my team. Yeah, no, I totally get it. All right, Connor, I'm going to give – you can't hand yourself your award, so i got to give you yours. You are the winner of the Jamarcus Russell Award, which is given to the worst draft pick. Juju thank S- you. Thank you. Thank you. Juju I'd like Smith to thank Schuster. my parents for sending me to Catholic school and raising me in Vancouver, Washington. Really appreciate that. Um, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank my, my priest from growing up, um, Father Dover. Uh, he had the coldest hands in the world, uh, but you know I love him to death. Uh, you know, he probably can't listen to this now because he's in jail. But Dover is, you know, we had a really couple good times. Yeah, you know, so what? I drafted Juju Smith-Schuster, and I calculated it out. Um, he was the worst, statistically the worst draft pick. Uh, for every uh, auction dollar I spent, I only received 2.19 
fantasy points in return, which is terrible. The second worst, I have to add, only because he's my co-host, was uh, Eric drafted David Johnson, uh, who actually got 2.38 fantasy points per draft dollar spent. So just want to say I'm really thankful that I, that I made the worst draft pick in the league, which is crazy. I had the worst draft pick, and yet I was still one ACL away from winning the championship. Our next award goes to Joe. That's the Make It Rain Award presented by Little Wayne and Fat Joe. That is award to him for being the biggest fab spender in one uh, acquisition. I think when Saquon Barkley got injured, Joe spent, I think it was $191 on Wayne Gallman. I thought it was 180 Oh, shit. I think it was uh, up in the 190s. We'll have to look that one up. Uh, obviously, we do a lot of research on this podcast. I think like I called him the $180 man like four or five times. I'll check. I'll check. We'll see. We'll but get yeah, back that to that one. But Joe, the Make It Rain Award, congratulations. It was $190. $190. So congratulations to Joe on that. Good job, Joe. How did that how did I wonder how that turned out for him? Yeah, not sure how that one worked out for for him there. Uh Connor, why don't you present our next one? Yeah, so the next award uh, goes to Curtis Whittle, uh the second place finisher in the toilet bowl. He receives the Michael Vick's financial advisor award because Curtis made zero dollars this year, everyone. He was the only person to not make any money back from his buy-in. And, you know, Michael Vick's financial advisor, I don't know if you guys have seen Broke, the 30 for 30. It's one of my favorite 30 for 30 documentaries because, you know, it just shows that, yeah, these hyper-athletes, they're just like me. They also blow through all their money. And Michael Vick's financial advisor has a great couple slogans, and I'm going to repeat them right now. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. Those are the three key things that you need to overcome the hurdles of being a successful athlete with millions of dollars. Just don't blow it and keep it simple and, you know, count your money. So, Curtis, there's some advice for you. Next year, hopefully, you actually make some of your buy-in back. We'll see. Uh, but hopefully, you can take that to heart and have a better draft next year. All right, our next award goes to Spencer. He wins the Al Davis Award, which is given to the boldest draft strategy uh, as Noted many times on the spot on the pod, Spencer drafted seven running backs in our first auction draft, and I think he actually finished with none of those running backs on his final roster. Oh, Um, is that is that real? Yeah, which is uh, even crazier. That is crazy. I mean, I remember at the very beginning of the year he was telling you that he's going to trade them away or trade some of them away. It seemed like he waited a long time to actually make those trades work, and then all of a sudden there were just a flurry of trades, and. he kind of just what petered out at the end. So maybe he'll trade earlier if he does a similar strategy. Maybe I'll draft an RB2. That'd be nice. Yeah, Spencer finished with three running backs on his roster. His final roster, Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott, and Todd Gurley, uh, yeah. none of which he drafted. Zeke was on Chris's team. Eckler started with Hovey, and Gurley started with Tristan, Tristan. I believe. Yeah, wow. So uh, crazy to see that Spencer drafted seven running backs and none of them ended up on his final roster. God, that's great. What a, this, I'm going to remember that. So when we do EEIT trivia in four years and bring it up, I'm going to nail that question. <laughs> Moving on to our league champion here. Uh, he won two awards, actually. The first one is the Casper Award as the league's best ghoster. Um, Once again, noted on the Eric pod, loves to roll with the punches. <laughs> definitely never gets defensive about anything. <laughs> Note on the pod multiple times, Jerry uh, has ghosted uh, many league members. We try to get him on this podcast. <laughs> Most, I think the best moment of Jerry ghosting is when me and you were both on vacation and uh, reached out to him and Tristan to be a host, co-host, uh, co-host special uh, fill-in host on the podcast and uh, heard absolutely nothing from either of them. 
my favorite part is that later oh actually this was after we had our last podcast with tristan and curtis that was a great podcast and ben's like hey we should have tristan and curtis co-host they did a great job and i'm like i mean we asked half of those two people at one point so, <laughs> so we were close uh jerry also is one of the johnny bravo award i think you could also call this the legolas award yeah, yeah, I would as, call it the Legolas as the league's sure. best-looking league member. Depends so, on your type. Congrats you know. to you, Jerry. But uh, I, I would say Legolas. I don't know. Apparently, Eric thinks Johnny Bravo is attractive. Yeah, dude, Johnny Bravo, total stud. Hey, you know, <laughs> fun fact: Jerry doesn't even know who Johnny Bravo is. He never watched it, so uh, disappointing that that probably uh, didn't have cable growing he up. He didn't have, have a childhood. Yeah, Johnny Bravo was overrated. All right, uh, we'll save that for another podcast. We'll say, uh, we have, yeah, we actually have another podcast. We talk about old cartoon characters. Uh, moving on to, we go from our league champion to our toilet bowl winner. That's Tristan. He takes home the Thomas Edison Award as the most creative league member. Uh, so, congrats to you, Tristan. We've noted many times your creativity, and we hope to see it on uh, up for show when you post your your last place punishment music video. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to this music video. Um, you know, I'm an aficionado of amateur rap artists so um it's actually quite unusual that i you know i don't see uh, a new rap artist coming you know i'm always i'm always in the game early i you know i called drake when he was in, uh, in when he was a teenager i knew he was gonna be huge you know rihanna was uh she was in preschool and i was like rihanna's gonna be huge in 12 years and I, that paid off so just added to the list of uh me seeing rap artists early and i think that tristan will do an excellent job so yeah tristan uh, headed for the billboard charts in uh, an upcoming year uh let's move on to jordan his yeah award. i got this one actually oh, i'm gonna yeah. take this one. Oh yeah jordan hey what's up jordan sorry about your year man it's a little rough out there um you know we love you and you know we know you bounced back i mean last year you know the victor you kind of get you know got brought back down to earth this year but throughout the whole time you had the best team name hear ye hear ye so jordan you received the hingle mccringleberry award because uh, your team name was awesome and uh that was a great reference to me making a fool of myself in public and uh, everyone are uh, really appreciating it. So thank you for reminding that of my, uh, thank you for reminding the league of my last place punishment. Every time we played you. Thank you, Jordan. All right. Let's keep it in the family here with Ben's award. Sure. So Ben, you ever, you actually, you made a ton of trades this year and they basically all benefited you. The big one obviously was Aaron Jones. So we will bestow upon you the Herschel Walker award because you are the best trader in the league, at least this year. Uh, you also received from me, I want to say, Evan Ingram, who was decent until he got injured. Uh, but most importantly, you got Aaron Jones, which is a huge pickup. Top five running back. Not even sure who ever would trade away Aaron Jones. That's a terrible yeah, who decision. did that? What the hell? Awful. Um, so congrats to you, Ben. All right. Our next award goes to Hobie. This was the Cotton McKnight Award, uh, the infamous dodgeball announcer. This is an award for the boldest strategy for Hobie waiting to pick up all of his free agents. He made a league low 16 acquisitions this year. Uh, not a lot of surprise there. But he did make four trades, so got to give Hobie some credit there. Uh, moving on to our next award, that is to Andrew McCory. He wins the, Jes- <laughs> the Jessica Simpson Award as the most clueless league member. I don't get so, that. Jessica Simpson famously thought that uh, Chicken of the Sea tuna was, in fact, chicken. Oh, I see. Uh, so McCory, uh, you know, showed his cluelessness multiple times throughout the year, and uh, not knowing how his team was in the playoff race, uh, and also not knowing that he was in the third place game uh, last week against Hovey. True. So not True. a surprise that he lost that one. Uh, so congrats to you, Hovey or uh, McCory, on 
the Jessica Simpson Award. And I was last, thinking I was thinking that you were talking about Clueless that movie, and I thought that she was in that movie, you know, from the nineties. Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah. But I no, I was totally off. The movie came out a long time ago. And uh, last but not least, we got Chris. Uh, Connor, yeah, Chris. Hand one out. Absolutely, Chris. Hey, uh, sorry about you. Your man. You also didn't have that great of a year. But you know, at the, you know, at the same time, in order for us to have a functioning uh, fantasy football society, there has to be winners and there has to be losers. And you know, for the third year, third or fourth year in a row, you know, your team, you know, you're one of the losers, and we need teams at the bottom um, to create that bottom of the league. So you know, you're a stalwart of some of the worst teams we've ever seen. And you know you're you're uh, you know you're a contributing member in your own way. So thank you. You have received the Aaron Hernandez Award for the second year in a row, which is the worst person in the league. Congrats, Chris. <laughs> Good job on getting the Aaron Hernandez Award second year in a row. Wow, it's shocking. Um, I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't receive that award. Actually, you received the Drew Brees 2006 Award, which goes to the best free agency pickup of the year. Um, statistically. Uh, Darius Slayton was the second highest scoring non-drafted player in the league. You picked him up and you rode him um, to uh, a non-last place finish. Good job. The only other better player was actually Raheem Mostert, but he was added from free agency four times by three teams. Jordan added him twice, so I didn't really add him because he kept getting dropped while Darius Slayton was picked up by you. You never dropped him. He had a couple of really good games this year, so good job, Chris, with the best free agency pickup. All right, and that does it for the EIG Awards. Uh, congrats to all our winners and uh looking forward to next year's uh, rendition of of the awards uh as we're wrapping up here our last podcast of the season uh we want to recap some of our favorite moments of the season on the podcast so each of us picked three moments we're gonna uh play some clips some of the clips of those oh, we are oh shit we are yeah yeah so i have those ready to go um Connor, let's start with you. Okay. Do you have this clip? I do. Is it the whole whole clip? It is. All right. Let me know when it's over. <laughs> so um, when Eric and I played each other this year, um, and I won, which was great because my team was awesome, I, uh, I asked him if we could change reverse roles, do some role swapping on the podcast, and I kind of do more. I lead more of the discussion. Eric kind of is more of the color commentary. But uh, actually, I listened to that podcast on the way driving back down from Seattle, and I was like, I probably – could have done a better job of being the Bob Costas, you know, or the Al Michaels, but that's all right. Anyways, so part of that was I, uh, I, uh, I wanted Eric to read an advertisement since usually I'm the one who reads the advertisements. And, you know, obviously I write those up, uh, you know, in my uh, at work when I'm really bored and I kind of just, you know, think of all these really dumb things I could talk about that would make me laugh. And in this particular instance, I mean, we, we just kind of started on – everyone knows you started on bidets, then we're doing douches. And it kind of just like we're just diving into all these really inappropriate things. And I started thinking about circumcision for some reason. It just kind of made me laugh. Like what a topic no one talks about that obviously you know, has affected some of us, <laughs> not all of us. And, uh, you know, so I wrote this little ad about having, you know, a penile four-tractor on a, uh, a douche for men, which, you know, doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you know, why would you have a uh, penile tractor? And I kept on saying like stainless steel. Like I kept on talking about like like – like materials you wouldn't want near your penis, you know, like, which made me laugh even harder. And so I gave that to Eric and Eric hadn't even read it before. He read it totally cold and he killed it. And I got Eric to admit on the podcast that he circumcised and he loves it. So, <laughs> which so I don't here you even go. Know. Here, we got the clip here. <laughs> here you go. Here's the clip. Here's the clip. 
True, and it's also nice when uh, your points against uh, are still under a thousand. Ben's been playing some good fantasy <laughs> defense this year. Right. Probably helped him a little earlier in the year. Now his team's heating up, so you get some of those early wins. You always love to see it. Um, now, as we always do on the Questionable for Sunday podcast, uh, we just want to thank some of our sponsors. Uh, you know, they keep us afloat. They allow us to do this full time. I quit my job two weeks ago. Uh, I didn't even leave a note. I just like didn't show up. I think Eric did as well. Uh, probably not the best decision for you, Eric. The bun in the oven. Anyways, we do have an advertisement. Yeah, kid on the way, but no, we got sponsors uh, helping us out, putting money in our pockets here. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Connor. Uh, we got an ad here. You know, hey guys, it's Eric here. You know, you know who it is. But uh, did you know that 40% of all Americans are circumcised? That number actually increases to 80% if you only include males. Circumcision is a practice that has existed for thousands of years and was first documented in ancient Egypt, although the true origin remains unknown. Various theories have been proposed as to its origin, including as a religious sacrifice and as a rite of passage marking a boy's entrance into adulthood. It is part of the religious law of Judaism and is an established practice in Islam and some forms of Christianity. I can tell you right now that I am circumcised and I love it. You know, I don't know about Connor and Jordan, but, you know, I'm speaking for myself here. But the fact that I can't feel the tip of my penis opens up a world of sexual possibilities that I could have never imagined. Not only does circumcision reduce the sense of feeling on your prick, it has been shown to have numerous health benefits. Unfortunately, 20% of American men go the way of the gentle Gentile and still have an intact and functional foreskin. The World Health Organization debates the precise function of the foreskin, which may include, quote, keeping the glands moist, protecting the developing penis in the utero, or enhancing sexual pleasure due to the presence of nerve receptors. And while the cool kids already got theirs removed years ago, at least three members of the EEIG still have an intact foreskin. Boys, this one's for you. Introducing the My Badonk Badouche for Men with Foreskin. All you know and love about the My Badonk Badouche for Men, now with the Foreskin Retractor. Don't let that retractable muscle tissue prevent proper cleaning of your urethra. Just extend your shaft, tighten the Foreskin Retractor onto the base of your penile member, grab the leverage cables, and pull back your foreskin. Now your manhood is ready to be washed by the My Badonk Badouche for Men. Remember, Insert the 10-inch stainless steel nozzle into your, your urethra and start to pump the soap container. And in less than 30 seconds, that's right, 30 seconds, your knob will be as shiny as a baby's head after childbirth. It's that simple. Struggling to wash your groin before you go to the office hours of that sexy Puerto Rican professor who definitely hits on you during differential equations? Don't let an intact foreskin prevent you from having a good time. Walking on your wife in the shower and decide you want to relieve, relive your honeymoon? Just attach the locking mechanism to the base of your member, pull back the leverage cables, and she will be begging to cleanse your cock in no time. So, guys, go to www.mybadonkbadouche.com slash mybadonkbadouchermen slash foreskinretractor and use the promo code EEIG for 4% off your next purchase. If you happen to be one of the unlucky members of the EEIG who still has your foreskin, that's no excuse to have a dirty wiener. With the simple tactile lock, locking mechanism, the foreskin retractor is a must-own for any uh, genital household. Go get yours today. Wow, what a what an ad read right there! I gotta what say, a great ad listen read. back to it, and uh, you know, Connor. 
you wrote that ad. You wrote all the ads this season. Got to give props to you on a great season of, you know, just locking in these advertisers, one, and uh, also helping them write their ad copy. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, really, just give a quick shout-out to the Don Day company for uh, being awesome and supporting of the podcast. It's nice to at least have one NASDAQ 500 company at our side. All right, what's your uh, number two moment you got here, Connor? My number two moment. I don't think you have any. Do you have the? I don't think you have any more clips for me, right? Uh, no. Okay, that's not a problem because they're not really clips. But anyways, so uh, my number two moment for me was uh, it was the podcast where uh, it was me, you, and Ben and Tristan. Um, I think it was the the week after Tristan had beaten me. Yeah, uh, handed which, you your first loss. Right, which is pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, Eric had a really uh, great habit this year of whenever I would lose to someone and just immediately inviting them on the podcast. Really thankful for that, Eric. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, I, uh, you know, we make the show sheet and stuff. And uh, I just, you know, I, I, I think I put some stuff on during the day at work. And then I get home and I look at it before the podcast. And there's just like, it, it's like a fucking novel on the show sheet. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, holy God damn, what, are we, what am I about to walk into? And to be honest, I had no idea what I was about to walk into. Because we literally introduced Tristan. And now he, he takes like a good like five to six minutes to not only introduce himself, but also to absolutely destroy me. For, for his win last week. And, I, you know, obviously I think, you know, he his team was struggling, a long time coming, and, you know, yeah, you know, my team was undefeated, got knocked down a peg, so I really appreciate that. But it made me laugh so hard, and actually I went back and I listened to it later because I just thought it was so goddamn funny. It's just one of those moments where, like, someone's making fun of you and, like, you know, obviously tearing into you publicly where normally it's like I can't be mad because it was so funny. Like, if it was someone else, I would be on the floor laughing. Now it's like, well, I just have to swallow my pride until he's done, and then I'll follow the four lapping. So I thought it was an awesome job. I guess that's uh, part of, like, my family. I don't know, like, we, that's how my family communicates with each other. We're just kind of, like, mean to each other, and we laugh. Like, as long as it's funny, it's a good time. So I don't know uh, I don't know what that tells you about my family, but uh, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. And that's uh, probably why I always like bullies or my friends. Turns out they're not. Tells me your, your family probably has a pretty large therapy bill. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure this is how we do our therapies. We just uh, – uh, basically make fun of each other and talk about, you know, everything that we, uh, you know, don't like, or we, we find defensive, uh, defensive postures and we're like, Hey, wait a second. But anyways, that was a really fun time. So I'm at that to my top three list. Um, and then, uh, also just around on my top three, uh, one of my favorite moments of the podcast this year was actually, I want to say it was like our fourth or fifth podcast. It was the first podcast that I missed and it was just you, Chris and Hobie. And um, I, at that point, actually, I hadn't listened to any of the podcasts. I don't like to listen to my own voice. So I was like, ah, I'll just listen to this one because, you know, I was in a uh, – I think it was posted. It was like 11.30 p.m. In, uh, in Wisconsin. I was at a hotel and I was pretty bored and I was like – I was trying to go to sleep because I had to wake up at a decent hour. But the, I got all of a sudden, I get this Discord notification and I was like, oh, I definitely got to listen to it. And you guys absolutely destroyed me. And to be honest with you, I was crying laughing so hard uh, in my hotel room. It was a great time. Hobie is such a good person to have on the podcast. He's just great sense of humor. And it was so obvious to me that Chris was just so goddamn stoned. You go back to that podcast and like Chris, he would like talk out of turn. It was like really quiet. Like he was just – it was a little like – it was like a half beat behind everyone else. <laughs> it was just so obvious to me, uh, which was really funny as well. So it was a, it was a great podcast. Uh, yeah, it was fun. All right, so three great moments there. My first moment I have, uh, kind of on that same uh, level, the last time you missed a podcast, uh, I think you had food poisoning. Uh, we had Hovey and Jerry on the podcast. It was to preview the semifinals. 
Right. So uh, we had three of the four members of the semis on, and Hovey had a great uh, send-off for the episode with a little message to Connor. Now I'm going to play that here. Just before uh, we get off, I'd just like to say, Connor, you're a pussy for not joining today, bro. I can't even believe you. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm happy because I got invited onto the podcast for the third time. You guys all have to listen to me drink beer and fucking bitch every time I come on the podcast, which sucks for all you guys. Because I don't listen to myself, obviously. But, like, Connor... Dude, I was sick out yesterday with food poisoning, and I was still on a fucking company call for an hour and a half to two hours, all right? This shit takes an hour. You're gone talking with your friends. It's at the end of the day. We all know you're going to be at work tomorrow. So it's like, just get on, do your time, accept your fucking belittling, and move on. Like, it's unreal the amount of fucking disrespect he's showing to the league right now by not being on after he lost in the playoffs yeah that's what so. i think too he said he has food poisoning really he was just you know too scared about having to come on the pod and have us rip on his team just having a terrible finish here you know even if he does have food poisoning does that mean your mouth's like glued shut or something like come on like man you just really reflect the you know the general population of 2019 just you know soft can't even talk on podcasts when you have food poisoning what a fucking millennial dude yeah seriously like grow up a little bit first of all just bring your computer into the bathroom so we can all hear you and you're using your badonk bidet right in the bathroom we'll for us to all get on and talk shit to him while he's shitting his brains out would be even better to hear on the podcast than him not even being on at all so i'm just saying scared cowardly Soft, Un- unprofessional, soft pussy. Those are my five words that I'm going to use to describe <laughs> Connor this week. Connor, say whatever you want to me. That's fine. You're out of the playoffs. Could care less what you got to say. So I'll probably, I might be out this week. Don't care. Still made it farther than you. So suck my balls. All right. Wow. Harsh words from Hobie there to end the podcast. Calling out Connor as he missed uh, one of many podcasts this year with a unknown sickness. Unknown, it was food poisoning. That was it's known, actually. You know, we had a, we need to have like a like a Hovey's rant segment. Just every time we have that guy on, I feel like he just starts going, and then it's like a minute later, and you're just crying with laughter. And usually, it's at my expense, which it's it's fine. Uh, so sometimes it's at your expense too, so which is also great. So uh, yeah, Hovey's a great person to have on the podcast. Uh, my next one was actually at the expense of Hovey as uh, when Curtis was on the podcast for the first time <laughs> and me, you and him were breaking down Hovey's first free agent auction budget bid that he made. Historic. <laughs> and to our usual stuff here, let's break down the waiver wire recap. Uh, first off, I, I think a round of applause is in, uh, is in due. Uh, you know, history, history was made this season. History has been made. Eric Hovey has made a bid. Oh, my God. Wow. It was unsuccessful, but it was a bid. <laughs> he bid $40 for Ty Johnson. Not even close. Who was won by he had, Jordan. He has $200. He only spent 40 Who uh, Ty? Yeah, he only spent 40 of it. You know, uh, It's taken him three years to figure out uh, the values of the players. <laughs> uh, and he was off by $66 because... <laughs> Jordan spent one hundred six dollars on Ty Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Obi. <laughs> it's too funny. 
Oh. Damn. But let's move it's on here. Perfect. His first swing is a complete miss. <laughs> and I mean, he had the money uh, to overbid Jordan easily. He, has he had the, the money, money to overbid anyone in the league since he's still at $200. For no, Ty Johnson, 40 bucks only. But came up a little short. Jordan spent $104 for him. Uh, All right. That was a great moment to relive. That was uh, Hobie's first free agent budget bid on Ty Johnson there, falling a little bit short. And you've heard any breathing during the past 30 seconds. That was Eric laughing at that clip, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 so, it's still really funny to listen back on it every time. Even though I, I listened to it earlier, it's still funny. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, my last moment here, uh, kind of piggybacking off one of Connors, uh, when Tristan came on that first time, him creating the nickname Connor Miscue. So a great nickname there created after uh, some, some miscues led to your first loss of the season. Uh, true, to our you know, total pool champ. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm 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 gifted in that I have a last name that people can easily give nicknames towards, but most of them are pretty positive, and I've actually never heard the one Misky before. That's a first. So, uh, shout out to Tristan. That was uh, pretty well done. And we had some honorable mention uh, moments here uh, when Jerry was on the podcast. I think for the first time he bet Connor that Chris would outscore his team. I don't, I can't remember if it was for the rest of the season or for that specific week. Uh, either way, that didn't happen. Connor destroyed Chris in that points bet. Uh, so, you know, pretty much everything went right for Jerry this year, but that bet definitely did not. Yeah, that was probably the, that was probably the stain of a season right there. Uh, another one, one of my favorite Joe's pronunciation oh, yeah. of Darius Geis. <laughs> yeah, uh, when he came good. on the pod. <laughs> uh, famously known as Darius Guise. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who don't remember. <laughs> That's right. That was hilarious. Uh, Joe's pronunciation struggling oh. a little bit there, as well as his math. Uh, as we I was going yeah, to add that too. Yeah, his Excel math. On, on the podcast, you know. Uh, and Joe, sixth place finishes here. It's kind, of, it's kind of a season of miscues for Joe. Seriously. Uh, staying on trend there. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, every advertisement we had, lots of great ads this year uh, by Connor. And uh, and then one I added, a uh, late edition here, uh, when Joe was last on the podcast, right. he, he gave 20 to 1 odds on any of us per, uh, picking a perfect 6-0 week in the in the weekly picks. And, uh, of course, Connor lays down a perfect week that week and, and then, uh, yep, won and then $100. What, two weeks late, and then I was 6-0, and then I went 5-1, and one, and then 6-0 again. Uh, yeah, it was it was quite the time. Thanks, Joe, for the, that bet. Actually, it was great because I won more money betting with Joe than actually payouts <laughs> from this entire fucking season. So. so, yeah, you got your season paid for in that one bet. Uh, but, yeah, so those were some of our favorite moments in the year. I just got to say it was it was a lot of fun doing the podcast with uh, with you every week, Connor. It was great. Uh, as, as silly as it sounds, it's kind of something I look forward to doing every week. And uh, I look forward to doing it again next year and in future years. Yeah, man, it was, a, it was a great time. I think it was one of those things where, uh, you know, the moment we started doing it, I was like, oh, this this has potential for being awesome. And we just had to get a – we had to break through some of those uh, those early season podcasts just to kind of figure out who we were. Kind of like the first season of The Office, you know. And then all of a sudden you get into season two and you're like, oh, shit, we got Hobie on now. We got Tristan on. We got Curtis on. We got Jordan on. We got Joe on. Like all of a sudden, you know, the people come out of the woodwork and, you know, really make the podcasts – what they are, and you know, they're not anything important. They're kind of just dumb shit we do. But I, I've had a good time too, Eric. And uh, I've definitely, there's been a couple of weeks where I've looked forward to them, like uh, you know, because I just knew we had something good to talk about. And so uh, it was kind of one of those things where people would ask me like to do stuff, you know, like in my in my social life. I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't. I gotta, I gotta record a podcast. <laughs> no big deal. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what do you talk about? 
oh, I talk about my fantasy football league. You know, and they look at me like I'm fucking nuts. So, yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah, and I think it's been uh, well received by the league. It's been great to see your guys' feedback and uh, comments and stuff on, on the podcast and Discord. Uh, so we hope that we'll see more of that as we come up with future episodes. Uh, looking at our, our stats here on the pod. So um, this will be our 18th podcast. We've had 17 podcasts published wow. so far. And for a total of 417 listens. That's pretty good. So not bad. Uh, breaking Let's, out we, the math here, that yeah. on average, 24.5 listens per podcast. Someone check that. It's Eric's and Matt. Someone check it. Hey, what's our, what's our most popular podcast, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, let's let's take a look at. The, I thought we had uh, one that was like in the 30s. Yeah, I think we had a couple. Uh, let's look at the podcast dashboard here, uh, and of course, it's going to make me log in. So, uh, no worries, I I, I can take the reins. So, um, a couple things we want to make. I want to make a couple changes to the league next year. We Eric and I kind of been talking about it behind the scenes. We're probably going to get rid of um, maybe some of the weekly challenges. Get rid of some of those year long bounties that no one really gives a shit about. Uh, make the uh, Make the money payouts more top heavy, so first, second, and third getting more money, which is I think is fine. Um, also, I want to add a, a prize, like a forty dollar uh, bounty for the year, where we uh, and I'm, I feel like I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but basically we're gonna have like a uh, the EIG advertisement bounty, and the goal is like basically like the best way you can advertise EIG throughout the season you will win that award and then obviously like let's say i go and i put like a sign on like a bridge in portland says you know eig is awesome or something like that or i put a link to the podcast and all of a sudden like you know a couple weeks later you know tristan climbs up the side of the space needle and puts one on the outside of the space needle it's like yeah obviously that's way sicker than just some bridge so then the you know the bounty would transfer from me to tristan anyways i think it'd be a really fun thing to add to the league and it could uh you know, it's just a really good chance for some idiots of us, including myself, to, you know, make uh, mockeries of ourselves in public. Yeah, having some trouble getting the podcast stats here, but I'll make sure to post in the Discord when we do find out. I there. thought we had one that was like... I think we had a couple in the 40s? 30s for a few weeks in a row. They were on a little bit of a hot streak. Uh, a couple. I've been, telling, I've been telling anyone who listened about this podcast, so it's probably just... I mean, I, who knows if they actually listen. But I'm telling you, man, we're, we can make it big. Yeah, lots to build on for next season. Looking forward yeah. to it. Connor mentioned some of the potential changes there. If you have some ideas you want to float, uh, make sure to post those in the Discord. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's sad to say goodbye to the 2019 fantasy season. Uh, but really looking forward to next year and, and uh, the future of our league. Uh, obviously, a lot going on with our league. It was a great, great season to be a part of. Um, if you do want to keep your fancy season going, there is some FanDuel contests still going on. So there's actually one um, that starts tomorrow, Saturday. So if you want to be a part of the playoff uh, contest, make sure you Venmo me your entry and enter there on FanDuel. Uh, but that's going to do it for the final episode of the season for Questionable for Sunday. Um, thank you guys again for, for listening and, and being active with the podcast and, and, and the league and whole. It was awesome. Uh, thank you, Connor, again. No, yeah, for, thank you to the, for, the you, league. You, you sparked the idea of the podcast, so got to give you got to give you props. Um, it was it was awesome putting it together every week and and being a part of it. And I'm looking forward to next year. Hey, yeah, no, thank you, Eric, for putting it together. You always put together the show sheet, you lead the discussion, and that's a lot harder than it looks. Um, but also, you know, I want to give a shout out to the league for embracing the podcast, always having people willing to come on, talk some shit. Um, it's really made the league a lot more fun for me, and I hope for you guys. Um, we just got a great group of dudes. 
they like to you know make fun of each other. It's a perfect environment, and it's been a it's been a great year. And I'll uh, see you guys next year. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next season. And shout out to Kyle Davis. Yeah, one more time. And, and Marcus Abarcus and Jerry for winning. Exactly. Congrats, Jerry, on the league title. See you guys. See ya.